Hello, hello, and welcome to the Burgundy Love Podcast. My name is Darling Jimenez, and in this podcast, we're going to be sharing with you ways that you can grow, so a lot of personal development and growth, um, and things that you can do to design the life that you want. This podcast is heavily focused around members of Land Theta Alpha Latin Sorority Incorporated, um, hence the name Burgundy Love. However, if you are not a member, you are more than welcome to listen in. Um, we are going to be sharing great tips for building the life that you want, and we hope you stick around. Go ahead and subscribe so you can be notified. We have our episodes on Fridays and Tuesdays. Um, So tune in, hang out. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you. Bye. Hi again. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another episode of Burgundy Love, and I am your host, Darling Jimenez. Today, our podcast is going to be centered around a personal story that I would love to share and um, a little bit about believing in yourself, the power of self-belief, right? So oftentimes you hear this phrase, you have to believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. First rule of success, believe in yourself. But I feel like oftentimes people don't understand what that actually means means. Um, So I thought I would share an antidote um, to kind of share a little bit more about what that means to me um, and what it looks like when you believe in yourself, maybe some ways that you can start to cultivate um, belief in self um, and challenges and roadblocks that you may run across the way. So let us start with a personal story. Um, As some of you may know, um, I came to the United States when I was 11 years old. Um, I am Dominican and my parents, um, like many other immigrant parents, came to the United States with the intention of providing a better life for um, me, right? For their children. So when they came to the United States, um, and specifically it was my mom by herself, um, she didn't speak the language. Um, certainly there were a lot of challenges with finances and it was just me and her, right? Um, I didn't really know much about the culture. I didn't know much about the language, but very quickly I had to assume the role of being the primary translator for the family, even with my limited knowledge, right? Since I was going to school, I was getting formal education in the language. Um, And so oftentimes I had to serve as a translator, the mediator, the person that was kind of there to assist my mom in different procedures, right? Over time, um, of course, I developed more language skills, which was really great because then I was better able to help my mom, but my understanding and knowledge of these um, documents that I was helping my mom sign was always very limited, right? Um, And during the time that I was growing up, the internet was, of course, around, but I didn't own a personal computer yet, um, which meant I didn't really have access to just quickly look up information. Um, And it it was a big, big, big struggle, right? Um, But sometimes you're put in a position where you only have a choice, one choice. You sink or you swim. And oftentimes, when you don't have a choice, you'll end up swimming, right? So over time, I luckily developed a lot of knowledge. I became much, much better at filling out these forms. Um, And believe it or not, this was something that started to build my confidence, right? Um, Even as I was still getting acclimated to the culture, I was happy that I could do something for my family and that I could help to ease the struggle of not being able to speak a language in a foreign country. Then I got to high school, and it was in high school when I realized that education was my way out. 
education was the way that I was going to assist my family um, in the future, meaning financially help them. Education was going to be the way that I was able to kind of rise above the circumstances under which we were growing up. Um, And not that they were bad, but we were living below the poverty line, as many immigrant parents often have to do. My mom worked at a factory. She was a hustler. She worked multiple jobs at a time. Um, So again, nothing too special, right? This is a story that many of you out there, I'm certain, can relate to. This is a story that many Latinos in the world can relate to um, when you have a parent that's given it their best. Um, and struggling in the process because they're not being paid what they should be paying, being paid or um, a number of reasons, right? Um, and I remember I became so obsessed with education. Um, I was in every extracurricular. I was always getting straight A's. And I was just so focused on making education the way out, the way out of poverty, right? And I, I truly, truly can say that... I believe in myself because during this time when I was kind of building this, this life, if you will, this, um, focus on education, um, I had a lot of people that didn't believe in me. Right. And I remember, um, there was a specific counselor, um, who I went to and (laughs) this counselor, um, I expressed to them the dream that I had of attending an Ivy league school. This was my dream because I thought that if I went to one of the best schools around, then this would guarantee my success after I graduated. This would guarantee financial success. So I expressed to them this dream that I really wanted to go to an Ivy League. Um, And I am not kidding when I say this counselor laughed. They laughed. They started chuckling. They were like, no, that's not going to happen. And to give you a little bit of background, my school um, was in the Upper East Side. um, And in spite of the fact that it was on the Upper East Side of New York, Um, It was predominantly um, a school with uh, minority students, right? So the majority of us um, were minority students. It was a school on the Upper East Side, um, but it was an average school. Um, There was like not, it was not one of these super well-known high schools where you have all these like funding and these great programs because they're known to be a top tier high school or anything like that, right? It was an average school. Um, and I was, I feel like on, on this, um, counselor's eyes, I was an average student. I didn't really have that, even though my grades were really good and I was very involved, there was nothing special about me in their eyes to merit me being able to attend an Ivy League university. So I recall that that moment was something that profoundly changed me because she definitely did not believe that I could do it. She discouraged me highly from applying to said school. Um, and she said, you know, you need to apply to some safety schools because that's not, that's not likely to happen. Um, and unfortunately for her, I'm a very stubborn person as I have realized. Um, and I, I decided to stay firm on my dream of applying to an Ivy league. And to be honest, I went a little bit crazy and I did not just apply to one. I applied to every Ivy league school possible. And I figured if I applied to every single one, I would at least be guaranteed to get into one, right? Um, And I just remember being so focused during this time and putting all of my energy, all of my time into academics, extracurriculars, um, my essay, college preparation programs. I was trying to beef up that application to the best of my ability. Um, And lo and behold, my senior year, 
I received several invitations to attend Ivy League universities. Imagine my shock, my surprise, my awe, but also my gratitude because the dream that I had been chasing for such a long time had become true. Beyond that, this is my Hebrew speaking, I was happy that I was able to prove somebody wrong. And it was at this moment that I realized that sometimes you cannot trust somebody else's vision of who you are. Sometimes you have to rely on what you see for yourself. Sometimes you have to believe in what you see for yourself, not what others see of you. Doesn't matter who is out there, they are not going to know you and your capabilities the same way that you know you. And sometimes you have to be the crazy person in the room. Sometimes you have to shoot for higher than anyone thinks you can achieve, than anyone, even including yourself, thinks you can achieve in order to reach the dreams that you have set for yourself. So believing yourself to me means being willing to challenge the odds, being willing to bet on yourself, even when the odds are extremely against you. It means trying over and over again until you see your dream come to a realization. I once heard this talk by Les Brown that comes to mind now in which he said he was playing a game with his son um, and they had been playing for a while, you know, and he kept on winning and the son um, was not getting frustrated, just continuing to play. Um, and Les, the dad said, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of this game. How long are we going to play for? And his son's response was something that shook him to the score, and it shakes me to my core now. The son said, we're going to keep playing this game until I win. The dad asked, what do you mean? The son said, the game's not over until I win. And that is exactly what believing in yourself is about. This game called life is not over until you win. Whatever goal you are chasing, that is not over until you achieve that goal. It doesn't end until you win. And if you are able to convince yourself of that, that I'm going to keep playing this game as many times as it takes, I'm going to keep working hard as long as it takes until I get the thing that I want, then your life starts changing radically because you know that every no is the next opportunity. Let me repeat that again. Every no means next opportunity. It means keep fighting, keep chasing, keep learning, keep asking. Keep asking until the words you hear are the ones you are looking for. And that is yes. Believe in yourself. Don't quit. Keep going and see that it's possible even when others can't. That is our chat for today. And of course, I want to end with the sister shout out. And today... The sister shout out is going to go to someone that I admire very deeply and someone who has been um, a guiding force in my life for a really long time. Um, and that is going to be my lovely Valerie Burgos, Val B. Um, and I just want to shout out this sister because her consistency um, in being there for the people that she cares about, her consistency in serving our sisterhood, her consistency in being a great friend, an amazing listener, is unparalleled. I appreciate you so much, sister. And wherever you are right now, I hope you're listening. Um, I just want you to know that I think of you, I care about you, and I love you very much. Um, this has been our episode of Burgundy Love. Tune in next time. Bye-bye.